Welcome to this episode. I am pretty excited to share my very first interview with you. My guest is Australian artist Mesha Harrison, and we got chatting after she disagreed with my Instagram post. And I'm so glad she did because this dialogue resulted in a really energizing chat where we discuss the importance of developing a unique style and how to do this and building confidence in in your work and the way that you speak about it. Misha talks about the fascinating evolution of her unique art style and we also talk about handling rejection, staying motivated, becoming a yes person to thrive on opportunities but also getting comfortable with disagreeing, (laughs) the pros and cons of gallery representation and Misha offers some really wise words of advice on how to make a real career as an artist. This is my very first podcast interview and I realise I do need to get better at not interrupting my guest, (laughs) but I know you'll extract some goodness out of this nonetheless. I have included links in the show notes so you can go check out Misha Harrison's gorgeous work. I really hope that this conversation blesses you. Talking today with Misha Harrison after we had a really interesting chat on one of my posts on Instagram where I was talking about not niching down (laughs) to one media or style. If you're feeling that restriction and need to explore to to just do that. And I love this so much because Misha and I, we disagreed and we agreed. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, two parts to it. Definitely agree (laughs) but disagree at the same time. Which I love because I think that's when there's a lot to unpack there, when there is that disagreeing and agreeing at the same time, it creates this tension, you know. So, and and wherever there's, there's tension, there's friction, there's energy, there's something to explore. So thank you, Misha, for unpacking this a bit more with me no worries and yeah so could you just tell us just briefly tell us a little bit about what you do and perhaps um how you arrived at it yeah sure so um I'm a three-dimensional woodcut artist. Um, I explore materiality um, through, I guess, the combining of sculpture and painting practices. So I'm exploring the medium of plywood, which is a mundane kind of has uses in uh, building and construction. And um, I'm kind of seeing how far I can push the plywood. I'm exploring still life at the moment but as you were saying with your post I have also explored other avenues with that but I finally arrived at uh, my niche which is still life and um, so my works fit together like a big jigsaw puzzle they're combining the sculptural practices of carving um, cutting the wood gluing sanding and then fusing that with um, embroidery which has the hand stitching through the different components and painting so it's a bit of it a really is incredible clash. <laughs> thank you so I much. love it you, you you do have to see it and I'll post all um, Misha's links in the show notes but this this really is something that you do have to see because I it's extraordinary I've never seen anything like it thank and, you and so I think much. well I think this is the key 
to what we're talking about because mm-hmm. when you do explore and you do discover and you keep pushing it, you will mm-hmm. most likely find something like this that is incredibly unique mm-hmm. and is very, um, like, would you say that it, it expresses you in a very definite way that feels resonant? Definitely. So um, in the past, I have been a dabbler. I dabbled in anything and everything. And this is where my agreeance comes towards your post. I was never wanting to be put into a box. And Mm -hmm. I remember quite vividly, even my mum was saying, what if you, most artists just do the one thing and they perfect the one thing and I was like no no I am like I don't want to be restricted I don't want to do it but along that path of exploration I kind of started thinking okay well what do I like doing so my strengths were sculpture and making especially um, I did that at university and I was like what I was doing at uni is totally different to what I'm doing now but I was like how can I put this into something that I can share with everyone not doing kind of um, like oh what's the word just uh, so my art at university was installation and it was like something that wasn't sellable it wasn't something I could share with the mm. like anybody and every it gets packed and up was, yeah and I wanted to monetize obviously because money I know it's not everything but I wanted to be an artist I wanted a career as an artist so I yeah really unpacked what I loved doing and um just began to experiment and that's where I've kind of ended up where I am but it really really yeah it sings to who I am as a person it fulfills my creativity Mm. it allows me to be fulfilled in my work whereas other like with the journey of coming to where I am and me dabbling in other things I hate to admit it but I was kind of creating to chase the money so I was going into fads and Mm -hmm. what was popular at the time which I think is a really slippery slope and it's something that you really have to be careful of and I literally I knew deep within my soul it wasn't fulfilling my creativity yeah it's kind of like prostituting yourself (laughs) yes seriously I was every work I was doing I was selling a bit of my soul and Mm. um I just finally came to the conclusion of nah I'm gonna do what makes me happy and it is true once you do what you love the money will come and that's exactly yeah. like it hasn't been an easy journey but um it did end up coming which is great <laughs> so good thank so, you so yeah i just think um like cuz i didn't i didn't actually go right back in your feed to to see how this started was there a defining point where you got this idea and or could you tell us a bit about the evolution of this very unique style yeah sure um so through university I won an award and it was the Hazelhurst Gallery Artist in Residence so I got a two-week residency up at Hazelhurst Art Gallery where I stayed on the grounds in the cottage and um, I really wanted to use that time to be purely experimental. Um, I had started painting an abstract picture on a piece of plywood, just I had a primed piece of plywood and I painted um, just shapes and lines. And then I think I had a dream or I had an epiphany and because 
I wanted to bring the sculpture into like I wasn't quite a painter but I loved making so I really wanted to bring the two together so I decided to one day I woke up and I cut it up into squares and rectangles and rearranged it so the like it was like a more abstract but it had like Mm. cuts of timber and it was kind of then that kind of sparked the um the notion of the jigsaw puzzle it kind of reminded me of the puzzle because I was slotting pieces in together. Um, it started off really two-dimensional, so there was no dimension to it at all. And then the next work I did from that, I started, I hadn't figured out the three-dimensional bit yet because I was, I don't know, obsessed with making it all sit flush. And then I was like, <laughs> why, am I, why am I restricting this? <laughs> so um, I began then, I don't know, I got the idea of wrapping thread around different pieces. And then as I was wrapping the thread, that's when I started working with the di- dimension and uh, really building up the lines and forms. And I did the abstract um, part of my work for a long time. I got accepted into Sydney Road Gallery based on the abstract Mm. work, but it wasn't as successful. I still love the abstract stuff, but um, it wasn't as successful. They had um, at the gallery, which is really, really. Do you mean successful in terms of selling? Selling, yeah. And um, it was because with Sydney Road Gallery, it is an artist-run gallery, so you're paying like a rent per month to show with them and I remember Mm -hmm. even when I got that opportunity I was like oh can I afford it but um ever since saying yes to that it's opened up the floodgates of opportunity and it has been amazing so I'm turning into a yes person I'm just trying to say (laughs) yes to anything from now but um part of the growth happened with Sydney Road because they had they have um themed exhibitions so they said okay in July of this year in in the calendar it's a still life exhibition and it was something I'd wanted to do anyway with the wood but that really forced me into exploring it further the still life started quite um, abstract and then um, I guess the more I've worked with the wood and the more I've figured out how to do things and um, how far I can push it, it's just grown to where it is today. So that's where I disagreed with you with the mm. um, exploring too much because th- for me, finding that niche and then um, really, I guess, practising it every day has allowed me to perfect or not perfect, like I'm the perfect God, but like getting yeah. towards mastering my Correct. craft. Well, and, and I think what, I've, what I sense about it is a real sophistication and that's really what I find breathtaking. Um, and and I think you. that, oh, you're welcome. I think that, <laughs> um, that when, when you do find that spark, I think that is what the exploration needs to be about. Like yeah. if, if you haven't found that spark and you haven't found that that unique expression that is so resonant of your deepest parts, you know, or at least a very essential part of you that um, that has something to say that's too deep for words, then then it is a good idea to explore and to go dabbling and, and look like, for the spark, you know, be... Okay. Sorry, exploration as a up-and-comer is everything. People that box themselves too early and get scared mm. to explore, I think it's the worst thing you can do as an artist. You mm. kind of shoe, shoe box yourself too early 
And yeah, as you said, you need to find that spark. And for years, I didn't have, like, I knew what I liked doing. I liked, I don't know, but I didn't have that. And I was, I'd have freakouts. I'm like, am I ever going to find my niche? Is this ever going to happen? I just guess I threw it out there to the universe. I trusted the universe and everything that everything was going to work out because deep within my soul, I was like, I know my purpose. But I guess it's hard to, it's such, such a time game too. You've got to put in the hours, you've got to put in the work. And part of that is failure, exploration, figuring it out. There's no book for it. So you've got to work it out for yourself, which is hard. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. You're pioneering your own soul's mission, which, mm-hmm. you know, how, how could anyone say what the right or wrong way to go about that is? But I, yeah, exactly. I do, yeah, I definitely um, can see the value of um, exploration. And then once you've found that thing that sparks you to really wring it out for all it's worth. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, to reflect now just on a uh, series that I've really knuckled down into. And I know that there are, you know, there, there is probably ways that I could push it further, but I think because mm-hmm. I've become more of a content creator that, that, that has, that has um, changed the way that I explore because it, it's not just me in my own journey now. It's me looking for, I guess, something to nourish the whole collective. <laughs> mm, your content is amazing. <laughs> I, I literally oh, take my hat off to you because it's freaking another full-time job. <laughs> it really is. It's so it is. hard. It's so and I do, hard. I feel torn because there's so much that I want to explore with, with my art as well. But, um, yeah, but I, I just have to wait. I just have to wait. I've got a couple more things to make, a couple more programs, <laughs> and yeah. then I'll get into it. But, um, yeah, I do, you know, I, I think that that's, that's a very um, helpful way to look at it. So, you know, we're talking to people who are potentially having their own art journey and potentially feeling that, that frustration at not knowing, like, what do I do? And being messed around, you know, that that idea of creating and needing to sell it when you haven't actually discovered the thing that you really want to make that you would, you know, pour your heart and soul into without feeling ripped off. Yeah. It's it's when you start creating and needing sales to to validate that without mm. that being the thing that is your, it's like your 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 lover. <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> It really the forever is. lover. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> the the thing with the um the sales, I don't know. Yeah, you get that dopamine hit when you do sell something, and it's almost like a false um sense of security. And I fell into that for, I guess you you got to do like you got to do what you got to do. Like even now, I'm kind of not doing as many commissions because I I really enjoy some, but some Mm. can be, I don't know, a bit like flogging a dead horse. Like if Mm. it's the same style, I've done one style of um, one of the woodcut works. I think I've done, and I just named it like the name and then each number of the thing. And it got up to like seven and I'm like, enough, enough. (laughs) 
retiring like, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I am not doing any more pink. It's like the pink buildings with the palm trees. I'm like, done. Don't care how much they're going to pay me. I can't do it to myself anymore. But That's, even Yeah, um, it's a lot of repetition there oh, with those pieces. There's only so many different ways I can change it as well. Um, I guess it's just trending in like what people's houses are these days. But um, with the sales thing, like aspect of art, um, I didn't sell any of my woodcut work for a long time. I believed in it and I was mm. like, I feel like there's something here, even when it was really unrefined and really abstract. I was like, God, oh, I love this. But I'd try and push it on to people that wanted commission works. And I was like, what about this? Like, and they were like, no, I think it was because it was so new and no one had really kind of seen that. So they get mm. a bit scared of it. But I think if you believe in your work, even when no one else does, because no one believed in that for a long time, everyone was like, yeah, it's all right. And I'm like, well, I love it, like whatever. And then I decided to just do that. And that's where you can really build and grow. And sometimes you've got to kind of tell people what they want, like Mm. within putting your art out there. Like if you believe in it, other people yes. believe in it too. A scarcity mindset is like the worst thing for your art. Like, and it is, it's intimidating putting it out there to people. And it is a bit like, oh, they don't like it. But after a while, I was just like, stop it. I like it. I think there's potential. I'm just going to explore it further. Mm. Oh, there's some really big points in there. I, I'm sensing that we could actually talk the whole day on this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But my, I my ears did prick up when you're saying, you know, about the, the confidence in your work because I, I think that's that's possibly what's missing for a lot of people is if if you haven't discovered that thing that really sets your soul on fire, then you're not going to really believe in it. And how are you going mm. to get other people to believe in it if you don't believe in it? That's like a, a, a sleazy salesperson tries yeah. to sell something they don't believe in. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Sorry, it I really cut you is. off. What were you going to no. say? Oh, no, I was just going to talk about um, your work. I really, do you do much of the um, the landscape stuff anymore? This um. I, I haven't for a while, but see, all of these things are just I under the that. surface, just bubbling under there, and I, I can't wait to get back, like the abstracted kind of um, beachscapes and aerialscapes um, and all of I that. Think just those for me are my favourite of your work. Do you mean they're, the aerials? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes. Yeah, they're amazing because I, I – I haven't looked recently, but I remember a while ago I was stalking your website and I came across, or it might have been back in your Instagram or something. And yeah, um, every now and I, again I just post like I've done work like this before and, you know, just to yeah, it is quite different to what I'm doing I love now. those aerial, but it's still like it's funny. Like you, um, yeah, you're you've still got a lens that you're doing your art through. It's very like everything that you're exploring, it's still through a different lens. And I think for people that are listening, um, I think it's really good to note that um, you can pick up like a style by exploring different things Mm. and you can still explore different things. Like so with my woodcut, I've done the, I've done like portraiture, still life 
and like building scapes or oh, and abstract so it's Ooh. still exploring different things and now I've um yeah my niche is still life now but I think when you find or even if you cr- are creating so much there's going to be like something that starts surfacing that is unique to you or Mm -hmm. like I don't know even some people you can tell just by the lines they make that that's their kind of line work it's um everyone's got their own unique kind of fingerprint in their art but um I think creating and getting the work done is gonna surface that quicker absolutely it's hard to, I know it's like life's hard, life's busy. It's like really you just got to make time for it, especially you like I, I I remember at one point I was working like two jobs and then do, I was going into my studio all weekend just because I loved it, but like I was going in on the weekends and just getting the work done then. It's just like if you believe it, if you believe yourself, you really just need to make the time to get that work done just yes. whenever you can. And this is commitment, right? Like mm. I keep pulling it back to this, this like relationship with your forever lover, like, but there yeah. are so many similarities, this, this commitment and this um, like really defining what it means to grow this thing. What does it mean? What is it going to take? What have you noticed yeah. and, and what's it worth to you? Because if, mm. it, if it's going to give you all of this, oh, I think it, it could just unfurl for eternity, you know, mm. like if, if we were to live forever, you could just imagine this thing just rippling out on and on and just, you know, evolving and expanding and, and so, so much wonder is involved in yeah. it. Yeah. So, no, so just, yeah, what is it worth? What is it worth? Come back. Exactly. <laughs> what yeah. I say to all my membership people, just um, continual reminders to come back, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, so totally agree. I'm wondering, like we're talking about busy life, what, what does a week look like for you, just a regular week, if there is such a thing as a regular week? <laughs> There actually, there actually is now. Thank God. So I I only, I only um recently quit my job. So I was working on the wharfs um at Port Kembla on the ships, and um it was shift work and it was a day to day roster. So you never knew what you had on ever Mm. until four p.m. the day before. So I was grinding away, and like I just love that word because life for me has been a grind my art journey has been a grind like literally Mm. doing whatever it's it takes to make it like um so when I was on the wharfs there was no such thing as a regular week I was if I um went in got a got my roster the day before for the next day had to go because I was permanent part-time so it might be night shift, day shift, and then on the days off that there's no shifts in, I would be in my studio and I was constantly exhausted. Um, but now that I have quit my job to pursue my art full time, uh, my work week is basically I've been getting up early, going for a sunrise walk just to get I don't know, be in nature, see some beauty before a day in the studio Mm. and then usually working from about 8 to 4.35-ish each day. I thought I wasn't going to be as tired because I wasn't doing the shift work but I'm frigging (laughs) exhausted. Creativity is exhausting. Your brain. Yeah, Yeah, it's your brain. 
I sleep like a friggin' log now. I, I sleep. I always have slept well, but yeah, now since doing it full time, five days a week, um, I'm exhausted. So I'm hoping maybe when things quieten down, because I'm pretty under the pump with a lot of um, different opportunities and exhibitions at the moment. I'm thinking if I also get my prices to a point that it's viable with gallery commissions and stuff, I might drop a day off or even every second week just drop a day off. I kind of do that now. If I'm not feeling it, I'll relax because I think relaxation, you need to unwind the mind a bit. Mm. Um, you, 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 are you, you're full-timing, you've got two kids, mm. do you? Yeah. So four. what's your, I have oh, four. Four. oh my <laughs> God, how do you do anything? One of my best I'm friends somehow has managing. <laughs> wow, you're amazing. So, what what's your work week like or oh, studio well, time actually, and stuff? Yeah, I actually am homeschooling as well. So, oh my lord, lord. Yeah, we've we've got this we've got this really weird time um, thing going on now where they all stay up pretty late and yeah. they sleep in till about lunchtime. So, I do my work. I, I'm an early riser and I, mm-hmm. I do my work in the morning and then we do yeah. a bit of school in the afternoon and go out or something. Because the, the beauty of homeschool is that you can make it whatever you need to make it for, for the yeah. children that you're teaching. So we'll go Definitely. out and explore things and go and visit, you know, people and see how they run their business and all that kind of thing. So um, it, which is, you know, it, there's a lot on my plate, but mm-hmm. I just I feel that it, I just can't. It can't be any other way. It has to be mm. like this. And I get yeah. so much fulfilment out of it that that I feel that that ripples into everything that I'm doing anyway. Mm. Yeah, no, so, for sure. Yeah. So I just, I just kind of, yeah, just make it work. And when I have a pocket of time to, to splash something around, that's the beauty of my work is that I've, um, I've built up enough to be able to do it with speed. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot no, of drying sure. Yeah, but I, I I'll splash things around and then show up later and and tinker with it. So that That's works awesome. in my favour. Yes, definitely. But I'm I, I'm interested uh, to hear about. Oh, what did you want to say? Oh, just with the um the time thing, I just never thought I would be someone spending a hundred hundred hours <laughs> on an artwork. I you would have told me that like seven years ago. I would not have believed you, and here I am. I'm like. <laughs> I remember a week ago with um, my latest work that I'm send, sending to Jumbled online, I was saying to my boyfriend, like, yeah, it's nearly done, babe. A few more days, I think. And Our, uh, a, week, a week later, yeah. it was still going. I'm like, I'm sick of looking at this thing. <laughs> I need it done. That is serious oh. endurance. Yeah, it's pretty annoying sometimes. And I think <laughs> that's, that's something you, like, almost like running a marathon, you would need to build that up. You know, you yeah. wouldn't just be able to come in and create one of those pieces without having all this history of, like, exercise that you've yeah. been having. Uh, yeah. You must be it's... pretty good on that jigsaw. Yeah, getting there, <laughs> definitely. Get, getting faster. But I'm always, um, I don't know, I'm making things more difficult for myself as well. They're getting more yeah. and more detailed, so they're taking longer and longer. But I'm like, Which is perfect. It is good, but financially... I was probably getting more per hour like a year or two ago because you can't like just jack the prices up just because you're, I don't know, evolving 
as an artist. So it's kind of like um, I'm actually really interested to talk to um, the jumbled um, ladies because I've won a mentorship with them. So I just really awesome. want to talk and unpack some things because I'm excited where it's going, but I'm like I can't keep adding these hours to the works because it's mm. going to start not being good for me yeah. <laughs> financially. But it's I don't not know. sustainable. I guess- yeah, I guess it's um, all part of figuring it all out, I guess. Absolutely. So. Yeah, sustainability is a huge one yeah. to figure out. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely. But at, at least you've, you've got that part of doing something that sets your soul on fire and you're really excited about it. Um, I'd love to hear. So obviously that's one of the opportunities that you were talking about that you've got happening. Yeah. Can you tell us, um, yeah, when you said opportunities and exhibitions, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, so I just finished a campaign with um, Ryobi, the tool brand. So um, Barry Dubois, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of him. So he's like a TV personality. Oh yeah, from the, from the living room, he's a handyman. Um, yeah, he is their ambassador. So the Ryobi crew and Barry or Baza um, came Baza. down to my Wollong Baza. <laughs> came down to my Wollongong studio and um, they commissioned an artwork. Um, So I did a text-based artwork, actually. I was super nervous about doing it because they mentioned text to me and my brain just, like, shut down. (laughs) I was like, huh? (laughs) But, hey, it was an awesome challenge and um, the design team on their behalf kind of showed me what they wanted to do and then I kind of wrapped my head around it. So it's been um, awesome to try something new and now I know That's I can do inspired, it. That's the inspired yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Inspired. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super stoked with it. I was very nervous but, um, yeah, hey, good challenge. Um, <laughs> so we just launched that campaign so it's been a great opportunity. Um I won the Jumbled Online Art Superstar Award. Um, Amazing. Gosh, it, w- it was a while ago now. They've been so patient with me. I've just had to keep <laughs> putting it on the back burner because the Ravy thing came up and then other things came up. I'm like, sorry. So we've not even started it yet. But um, I've completed one artwork for them. Um, and I said, when, once I get the series done, we'll chat more because I'd like to chat more from a business kind of side and how I can push my prints a bit more and I'm getting lots of website traffic and just figuring out how to convert that into sales. Mm. Um, And then just shows at Sydney Road Gallery, which uh, they've actually jam-packed the calendar. They're shortening the shows and there's more of them. So constantly creating for them. And then um, Corner Store Gallery in Orange as well. I've um, got works due for that uh, group exhibition at the end of the um, month, so I've not started yet. So I need That's to get awesome. started. Yes. So tell me, are they are they approaching you, or are you finding these galleries? <laughs> tell me about the process. Um, okay, so Sydney Road Gallery. I actually I, I applied for them. I couldn't even. I didn't even remember that I applied, and I got a phone call when I used to traffic control. I was in the traffic control ute, and this random number called me. I thought it was going to be like a telemarketer or someone, but it was um, the gallery saying that they loved my work and um, they sent through an information pack. And I was like, had to refresh my memory because you get so used to. Um, 
I don't know, for me, I've always applied for things and I guess mm. in hindsight my art wasn't at that point yet where uh, it was um, distinguishable, like it wasn't as refined yet. So I got used to a lot of, um, like, a lot of no's and, yeah, so um, with Sydney Road Gallery, um, yeah, you get used to a lot of rejection. But um, so Sydney Road Gallery contacted me after I applied for them and then I went ahead with that. Corner Store Gallery, I can't even remember. I think so Corner Store Gallery, uh, the owner, Maddie, she exhibits at um, Sydney Road sometimes. She loved my work and she said she wanted to do a feature on me. So she did a little write-up on the website all about me and it was like a question and answer and I just sent her down the work that I had at the time. So um, sent her down a whole heap of work um, and then, yes, she's ha- had a group show that she's been looking forward to and I have been too. It's um, kind of abstract botanicals. So um, mm. she's hand-selected um, a curated show for that and I think future exhibitions. I'm not really sure. I think I wouldn't say I'm represented by them but I guess whenever something comes up I can exhibit if I get invited to it. So Yeah, um, awesome. They've been a good contact to have, um, also like kind of branching out into new areas, which is always good. Jumbled just from entering into a competition online, which was good. I was actually on holidays. I nearly didn't do it because I was exhausted from a day trip and the girls that I was with, my girlfriends, said like, just do it. It'll take like 10 minutes, use my computer. I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then, yeah, I ended up winning that. So, wow. Um, it's been Brilliant. awesome. They, um, that's been, even though it hasn't even started yet, that's even them um, announcing me as the winner was awesome for my following. I got like I think 2,000 followers overnight, which was wow. Epic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to starting with that. I've just um, been trying to get things ticked off the list of things to do one by one. But yeah, I think for your listeners with gallery representation and putting yourself out there I think it's just really important important not to get I don't know that fear of rejection strong Mm. even in all aspects of life I feel I think once you kind of disassociate with someone that says no and not worry about it because sometimes some of the no's I've had and like the rejection in the past in hindsight I'm like everything kind of always works out for the better. Like sometimes it's important because it brings you back down to earth. It makes you work, get back to the drawing board, work harder. And um, I think in the past I might have even reached out to Jumbled Online and I'm pretty sure it was a no then too. But like fast forward one or two years, they're Say everything can yes. change yeah. yeah so yeah That's, I think um oh, I love that yeah so it's been good it's been good just really I guess relaxing into process although in your case it sounds like getting busy in process not so much mm. relaxing <laughs> but yeah. in, in, in a sense of of your soul work you know being okay with with process means being able to handle rejection and still keep going with enthusiasm Mm, which only helps in your artwork anyway 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> like building yeah, that no, muscle. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> it helps across the board. <laughs> definitely. 100%. Oh, I love it. So tell me where you can imagine going from here. Like you, you've probably got enough on your plate as it is without having to plan anything particularly for yourself. But what's the best case scenario you could imagine for yourself in the next 10 years? That's such a good question. So I th- before I fully answer that, I did kind of want to touch on the gallery representation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been funny. My goal a few years ago would have been to be represented by a commercial gallery. Um, but the more I'm exposed to the art world and the more artists I'm kind of talking to, like, yes, it's great exposure, especially if it's a really uh, well-known gallery and whatnot. But a lot of the time you are exclusive to them. You're not allowed to sell mm. at anywhere else in that state or right. a really big radius. It's kind of hard and a lot of them take a lot of money, which is like a... I always say money's not everything, but like, I don't know. When it's like 40%. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a big chunk. Jumbled is 40%, but they pre-buy it, which is awesome. Mm. So it's security. And um, they're also going to, um, I'm going to have a chat with them about pricing because once you do get something like 40%, or 30% or whatever a gallery or shop is taking from you, um, you need to have your prices the same across the board. I When I was first um, sending stuff elsewhere, probably shouldn't say this, but I would <laughs> make it, I would put like a price for them because they were taking an extra amount of money and then I was doing the cheaper price for the place with the less amount of commission. But... Because I used to think, oh, like, I don't know, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. It needs to be the same price across the board, which I'm trying to get there. But, yeah, I guess so for in 10 years, my ultimate goal would be maybe expanding overseas as well, like having Mm. connections overseas. There was a place in Florida that was interested in my work. I had to put them on the back burner for quite a long time and they keep telling me to keep them in the loop, but I'm not sure if maybe cost is a bit, um, my costs have gone, like my prices have gone up a bit. I'm not sure if they're willing to pay as well as all the shipping and everything because they were going to pre-buy and pay for the shipping. I was like, this is awesome. But, um, yeah, so we'll see with that. But, yeah, maybe just expanding. Um, I'd love to get to a point where I'm making enough to employ just a studio hand every so often because Mm. my back is breaking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only like three months into full-time art and I'm like, my back hurts. Um, (laughs) So even someone to help with the cuts a little bit would just to take some pressure off because I want to get the work done for everything, like all these different places, but um, I don't want to have to choose between them. I'd like, um, I don't know, a bit of help, even like one day a week employing someone Mm. to just help help with a few cuts or something. Imagine it. Imagine but, um, someone who's actually oh, really awesome at it just being yeah. able to come in and zip them up for you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just even like the background tiles, something. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just I think I'm kind of really trying to 
remain in the now and what's next rather than, uh, but also constantly manifesting as well. I'm like biggest believer of manifesting. I've like obsessed about my hopes and dreams since I was in like university. So every day it's all I think about. I don't know. I would love to, this is like big pipe dreams, but since um, opportunity with Ryobi and having a chat with Barry, I'd love to be like the Better Homes and Gardens lady, just whipping up something on the power Just chatting to you now, you've got that personality (laughs) and that vibe to be so entertaining and informative like that. Yeah, I'd love to share more like that, but also have be able to create my art. So basic, I think the best thing for me in 10 years' time would not to be so frazzled and overworked, mm. be able to get my prices to a point where I can, I don't know, live a really awesome life and not mm. be absolutely, I don't know, pedal to the metal every day going 100 miles an hour because my life, the days the months are going so quick because when you're so busy you probably feel like this with your your kids growing up the the speed the more fast you are through life the faster your life passes you by so I'd love to be able to get to a point where I can just take a step back and enjoy I don't know if I don't want to work one day I don't have to whereas sometimes Mm. now I'm working to the death and I get tired and overwhelmed so I remember before one show my boyfriend came home and I just looked at him I was like no I was crying <laughs> for no reason. I was just so tired. <laughs> oh, darling. Yeah. yeah, you do. You need the, You need some serenity. Yeah, yeah. So just being able to slow down, I don't know, kicking dreams, kicking more opportunities. My One of my biggest manifestations is interesting and more opportunities, meeting new cool people, yes. I don't know, which I'm already doing. Like, this is awesome. When you said podcast, it's like, I'm a yes woman now. Yes, 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 yes. Anything (laughs) and everything. And this has been great. Like it's been awesome. Well, I just, I've enjoyed chatting to you so much and so grateful for the time that you've been willing to spend with me. Would you have any parting words of encouragement? Yes. I think for any listeners or anyone even starting their art journey or anyone that's even midway through, I think just do the work, exhaust all avenues, just be confident in yourself and feel like hard work gets you so far. Like Mm. if you're putting in the work, you're mastering your practice even you if are it is building it, confidence yeah definitely and also I think talking to I don't actually have many art friends I like I have started to have more um, artistic friends from Sydney Road Gallery but um, it's really valuable when I do come across other artists and um, creative people it's really good to talk and I don't know even get familiar with talking about your practice Mm. and figuring out why you do what you're doing and um, being able to talk about it confidently because I think confidence in speech if you come across just that one right person and you can speak about your work in a good way um, and confidently, I think it brings on a lot of opportunities in itself as well. So I think just remaining yeah, confident in yourself, confident in your practice, work hard, get the work done and, yeah, I think that's all. 
very sound advice. I'm really grateful that you were confident to come into that post and just say, I just disagree for this reason and that reason. And you were very polite. Like you weren't. Yeah, I know. Weren't I was like, I'm not trying to be a bitch. Because <laughs> the funny thing is I never disagree with people. I never, like, even if I disagree with a post. And I think, I don't know, I think this is personal growth with just myself at the mm. moment. I'm like rather, like, I used to be scared to, like, tread on toes or disagree mm. or something but I don't know something about that post and that conversation I and that's why I kept saying I'm not being rude I'm not being rude like <laughs> um it's like Misha you can disagree with some with someone and you're not oh being I love rude. it like <laughs> I love it because it it makes me think I'm like okay so so there's an objection why like why do I believe mm. what I do what's this really about and that's really my my heart's work for this lifetime yeah. you know is to find yeah. out what's at the base of all of this yeah <laughs> your 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 messages and your content and everything it is so important like you are really putting the ideas and everything about the artwork you're putting it into a fun and expressive light that like so many people can share and relate to like people like you are really important because it can be really snobby in the art world and it can be really hard like yeah yeah well like the Robert Hughes quote that I often post the art world is the enemy of art yeah that, that's a whole nother conversation yeah. like, that I'm bringing up right at the end here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, so segue to that. the next, next is, podcast it's <laughs> exclusive and snobby and can really shut you down yeah. and that breaks my heart because art really is for everyone if you it want is. it you get it <laughs> it is definitely oh, thank you so much for your time thank I've just had you. such a lovely chat with you and yes so just brilliant um, where can people find you? You've got a website. Yes. Yeah, so my website is www.mishaharrison.com.au. Um, I am on Instagram as at Misha Harrison Art, M-I-S-H-A Harrison Art. Um, oh, I'm with Sydney Road Gallery, Jumbled Online and Corner Store Gallery, upcoming exhibitions. But, yeah. I'm amazed. Congratulations on all your successes. It's just brilliant talking to someone who has done the hard work and really pushed through and now you're starting to see the fruits and and your work is brilliant. So I encourage everyone to go and have a look and I will post all the links below. And Thank you so much. much. Thank you. And I appreciate you and your work so much and thank you for everything you do for everyone. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Isn't she lovely? Something that really stood out to me about this conversation was the fact that there's a lot of work that needs to happen alone. You know, this becoming an artist and finding that extraordinary spark and doing all the hard work, it happens alone. But there's also a massive amount of energy that can come from communing with like minds, with like souls. When two or more creatives interact in a non-competitive, supportive, authentic way, so much more comes out of it than what each person puts in. You know what I mean? It reminds me of the post that I saw uh, Jesh Derox 
I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he's on Instagram. He talked about how if one person yells their loudest from inside an empty stadium, how, you know, you can measure that sound. And then in contrast, if two people stand together and yell at the top of their lungs from inside the stadium, the sound that's generated is not double. It's eight times louder than that one person yelling alone. Isn't that just, that just gave me goosebumps. It, it really impacts me about the collective and what our job here is in joining together and supporting each other and just, just being what we are together without competition, without judgment. Are you craving that? Do you crave greater creative confidence? This is what is available for you in my membership class and it's open for enrollment. It's for you if you have that yearning to find yourself in art but maybe lack inspiration or skill or you just need motivation. It's a subscription so you could potentially just join for a month and just try it on. Subscribe and you'll instantly access over 50 classes in all different media and styles. You can build confidence and find your own unique spark. Plus, your heart gets rejuvenated in the process. Imagine it. Such a joy and so efficient. The link is in the show notes if you'd like to check out the Art to Heal a Heart membership. Otherwise, please share this podcast if it's meant something to you. And may there be peace on your heart and peace on your home.